All right, Mike Jet, we got another episode in store for everybody. Um, so, all right, this is the AY Natty Show, but apparently, Mike Jet, you're not not happy with the title. <laughs> Long story, but yeah, I don't want to be none of Joey, especially if you're not going to be calling me that. While this podcast goes on, you call me Jet every time we talk, so you might as well just change it. Okay. All right, we'll work on we'll work on a title, and uh, we'll have that change for next time. So, all right, we promised, yeah. we promised everybody a uh, like a little loss recap from last time. So, do you want to do a little loss recap and uh, just talk about the last episode? All right, uh, just give me. Let's start right now. Give me your. What was your initial reaction right when the episode ended? Uh, like it, not like it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I liked it. I, I think they introduced a few a few more wrinkles than I thought they should because I thought this season was going to be more about answering questions than just posing more. The, the one that really bothered me was, like, the, the Japanese temple, like, Mr. Miyagi and Mr. John Lennon look-alike. I, I don't know what is going on here. Well, well, you know what that guy, that character's name is. You know what his name is? No. It, it, the character looks like John Lennon. His, his character name is Lennon. So is this supposed to be, like, John Lennon, like, in real life or something? I don't know, but that's his character name. His name's Lennon. That's so stupid. That is so dumb. That is the dumbest <laughs> thing I've ever heard. Yeah, but the only, I mean, the temple was, it's been behind that, that huge wall, the whole, the whole series, we just never seen it, and it's apparently where, like, the others live, so, well, there's all the others, like, a couple, except a couple that they got from the first plane, like, the flight attendant is now part of them, and so I assume, like, some of them are from the, from the first crash, but most of them are just the others, that's why, that's why they know what to do, like, they, well, I mean, they haven't in the middle of so they know what to do to, when they heard Jacob was dead, they had all that shit that they didn't have to go through when, right. they, when Jacob died. It just, I don't know, it just bothers so, me because I thought, they, like, the producers promised that this season was going to be mostly answers, not any new questions. And I thought this was, like, well, a huge, huge question that, like, that, that they're going to have to well, answer. They, they, they still, every season, I feel like, they, even if it's the final season, they're still going to have to and introduce some more questions than need answers in order for, I feel like, the the episodes to be at top entertainment levels. Right. So I mean, they really only introduced, if I if I remember correctly, they they really only introduced two new characters. Those two guys, they we just said. But they're gonna be two pretty major characters. It seems like. Well, yeah. I mean, we'll see. We don't know. We've only. I mean, we've only seen them, and they seem to be the main leaders when Richard's not around. And it I also Richard's the main guy. And it also seems like they've been there for a while because when they mentioned that Jacob wanted to talk to him, that they knew automatically that. You know, like the the smoke monster was coming, so they put down that that black soot powder around the around the temple. So, I mean, I, I think we assume that they've been there for for a while, too. Well, yeah, they they've probably been obviously from Richard, maybe informed of what's what the main some main things that happened on the island, and they probably know about it a lot. They probably know obviously a lot more than like the crew that we know of, like Jack Hurley and Kim Malam. They probably know a lot more. Right. Goes on. Yeah. But let's start start from back from the beginning again. And okay. uh so what you think when and we we talked about this a little bit before, but what you think when uh they when we talked about the when we talked about predicting what was gonna happen, we said well they're either gonna have the bomb work or not gonna work and what they're basically showing us is they're showing us both versions that it did work and at the same time showing us that the people on the island don't think it didn't work, and they're still there. Right. So we, well, have like also, a, we have like, yeah, I was gonna say, and they're also showing us that, or you're right, they're showing us that it did work, and that the people are on the plane now, in that in that alternate 
side universe or whatever. Yeah. And they're also showing that it probably didn't work because the people are still on the island. But I think they're also showing that it, it really, really did work at the very beginning opening scene when you saw the island underwater. So I think when we saw that, we're supposed to assume that maybe that Jughead, when the, the name of the bomb, maybe that sunk the island somehow. That was another thought I had. Yeah, but, but I, don't under, I don't know to understand how it would sink. Well, then where, where are the people that are on the island right now? Like, where are they? Because I mean, they're... How, how would an island move? They're supposedly three years ahead. They're supposedly right. three years ahead of the people on the plane. I mean, how would an island move? I mean, this is a, a sci-fi show. You know what I mean? So I, I understand. But I don't. I don't know. I just. It doesn't make. I don't think. I mean. And also, it but also, how they go together with all their science fiction crap? But to, to they're re, not crap. But to rebut my own point, they also an, another thought I, I had was that if the bomb did work and that's what sunk the island. Then why are all the, the the cabins from the Dharma Initiative there? Why is the temple still there? Why is all that stuff still there if the bomb worked? You know what I mean? Yeah. So it yeah. had to be something else that sunk the island. Yes. So I, I guess we'll yeah. find out what that was. Um, another yeah, side I mean, point with that with the side. Are we just you want to just call it the side universe or something like that? The alternate universe. Well, let's not use the term universe. Let's use like parallel dimension because they're they're calling it like flash. They're flashing sideways. Okay, do you want to call it the sideways universe or something? Sideways dimension? Well, they just say it's when they flash when they flash sideways. Because let's pretend they're flashbacks, but they're flashing sideways. Okay. The main story is still on the island. So let's just say when they flash sideways to the okay. people off in L.A. Okay, well, for the flash sideways, I I think the, those little differences that we talked about last time, you know, how Jack got two drinks instead of one, and then he was... Uh, yeah, Rose was, one two on the, right, the plane and, and Rose was consoling him instead of he consoling Rose, and then you know that kind of stuff. And uh, I think that yeah, maybe I think think about this. Do you think that maybe what's happening on the island right now is affecting the little things that are happening on the plane since they're you know happening on the same timeline kind of thing, possibly? I don't know what, what you're saying. Well, all right. You know how like Desmond is on the plane. In this, in this new, yep. in this new Flash Sideways, when he wasn't before, yeah. but when Jack comes back from helping out Charlie, Desmond's no longer there. Okay. So I think maybe that there's some kind of not like hic I think hiccups the best way I can describe it. Maybe some hiccups where like some things that are happening on the island where Sawyer and Kate and all them are right now. Maybe some things that are happening there are influenced what's happening on the plane. I mean, I don't, I don't think so. I just think maybe Desmond is involved a little differently that maybe he's stuck somehow or something so do you think he's gonna go back and forth maybe between the plane and between the island um i don't know i don't think it's between the plane and the island but i don't know what like you said you disappear we didn't see him the rest of the episode but i don't think anything that they're doing on the island now is affecting what's on the plane that they're on the plane right now right i don't think if anything had an effect it was just the bomb going off and maybe starting this loop but that's the only thing i feel like that actually affected it because so but yeah, there are a lot of little differences. I mean, you want to you want to talk about all the little differences that you've seen so far? Uh, I mean, even with, I mean, with, with, then, with Charlie too. Um, with you know, with Charlie, well, trying to OD in, in the bathroom, and then with a little cut that when Jack goes in the bathroom, looks himself in the mirror, and he sees his little his little razor cut on his neck. I mean, yeah, that, well, that was, we're, I mean, I'll talk about that in a sec. But yeah, then Harley, Harley is. Really considers himself the luckiest man. Right. Whereas in the first in the episode, world. he said he was the unluckiest. Yeah. Uh, Shannon's not on the plane anymore, but 
I mean, obviously not a lot of other people are either, but at least they said Shane, and like specifically Shane is on the plane right. because she wanted to stay in Australia. Um, and then, I mean, we haven't seen what I feel like we might find out stuff because we don't know yet exactly if Kate still did the same thing and why she's going to jail. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Maybe she did something different. And then we don't know enough about Sora. Sora seems like, I mean, he did seem interested in Hurley when he, Hurley said he won the lottery, so maybe he's still a con man. But he seemed like a, like a happy, happier guy almost on the plane or something. I don't know. Yeah. But... I th- you know what uh, I thought was interesting when the uh, when the plane landed was when John Locke and, and Jack met in the the lost luggage room, and they had that they had that little conversation about Jack's dad how they lost the coffin, and how Jack mentioned that you know no surgery or no no condition is is irreversible, and kind of indicated that you know something like that might happen where you know they might hook up later in the in the season in in this in this flash sideways and Jack might help help out with uh with, with John Locke's injury. You know? Yeah, well also yeah, it also it also just hints at the point that they've they can change stuff from the from the past or in the future. Like what they've done already on the island, supposedly. Yeah. By reversing some things. But yeah, well to go back to him him them losing his dad and then it cut. Like we've seen we've seen parallels that happened on the island early on and what happened on the plane and like early on in the season, and or in the series, and then what happened on the plane? Because he did say Jack's cut on it. This is this one maybe a little bit stretched, but I think it's still there a little bit. Jack's cut on his neck. Like he ends up fixing himself, obviously, because it's an easy cut. But at the same time, when he the first episode on the island, he tried to to sew his tight cut on the side right. back together by himself. No, that, then, I mean that's not a stretch. I think that's what they are alluding to. Pretty sure. Yeah. Well, and then and then he saves Charlie, like what he did after. Charlie ran off with, or Charlie and Claire got abducted. He, so he saved Charlie on the island, they saved him again on the plane, and then obviously on the island they lost Christian in his coffin, and they lost him again on the plane. Yeah. They have no idea where it is. Right. Uh, so. so how about, how about we talk about one thing that you absolutely nailed last week when we were talking about, was, uh, I mean, how, how the man in black is the new fake John Locke is the smoke monster. Yeah, yeah. So I thought, really I thought, well, I thought one of the crazy. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, I, I'm not totally shocked, but I mean, it's still impressive that you nailed that. But the, I think one of the craziest lines was when uh, when the smoke monster turns back into fake John Locke and says, "I'm sorry you had to see me like that." I about yeah, that was awesome. Crap, my pants. I, I think I did. I think I did a little pimp, a pump, a little fist pump after that. <laughs> I was like, like, Ugh. that's like my little X Files fist pump when they reopen the X Files in season two. A little, yeah. Ugh. So yeah, no, that was that was a good line. Yeah, that was great, great, great part. Um, what else happened? That was interesting things. Uh, well, Julia was still alive apparently for a little bit. Which, right. When, when she was alive, I was like, she she better die this episode. I'm gonna be extremely angry. Well, we called that last week, right? I mean, we said she was gonna die. Yeah, we. I mean, we both thought if she was in any episode, she was going to be in the first one. So yeah, I mean, we were right. But I'm just happy when they found her alive. I thought she might live, and I was like angry initially because I was like, "There's no way she should be alive right now." But I mean, they. You mean from the bomb, or from the fall? Just from any. Yeah, from any, just everything that happened to her. Well, if it was, it had, be from the, it had to be from the fall because I mean, the, the whole point of 
setting off the bomb was for all them to live, just not, just yeah. not there. But then she she also had all that stuff all over when to fell on her too. Right. Like, like there's all, no yeah. way she should be. She should. I'm just happy she died really pretty quickly. Yeah. Do you notice though how uh, this is kind of just semantics, but how how shallow that the little pit was or like the the well. In, in the in this first episode, it was like real. I mean, it was shallow enough for Sawyer to climb down there in like two seconds. Whereas in well, the, in the was, last episode, she fell down for like thirty seconds. Well, yeah, but I think they it was because that they, it was it was in the the place where they were at was where the hatch exploded. So they had to build the hatch. I think they they covered up like and, and cemented in most of the, the the well. So she was probably just in that little spot. I mean, so it was a little bit further down. I mean, I guess you're right. It was kind of shallow, but I, I feel like they might have, like the hatch, I don't think it was as deep as the well was, yeah. maybe, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess this is where we were talking about last time, where Sawyer's going to revert to his previous self that he was, like, yeah, I guess, I mean, the first season. Yeah, I mean, the previous, the previous or next series looks like he's going gonna to leave and go into the woods by himself and do whatever he wants. Yeah. Because they, 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 showed, they showed him with a gun and saying... I'm like nobody or something. Nobody come after me or something. I'm not falling. You know. Then so he's obviously by. And then we see Kate saying, "I'm, I'm gonna go after him," in the in the next series, uh, episodes from like little uh, clips preview. But so for story's gonna just go on by himself, and apparently Kate's gonna go after him. So we're gonna have more Sawyer Kate relationship stuff going on next episode. I think. Right. No, I agree with that. Um, yeah. What about like? I seem to see like a lot of. Religious or spiritual symbolism in this episode too. I mean, we, we've gotten a lot of it in the other episodes too, but this one more so than the rest, I think. Oh yeah, definitely. When they walk in and we see that that huge, uh, like water well or whatever you want to call it. Right. I mean, that's just one of them. Yeah. Like what the uh, what Hurley had in his guitar case. I, I forget the the name of that yeah. symbol is called. It's called like an anchor or something. It's like A N K something like that. Like an anchor or something. Anch. Something, yeah. Yeah, and then but, you know, and when Saeed's dying, he's you know he's talking about like how he's going to a bad place after he dies because all the people he's tortured, and then how when Juliet dies, she said, "Sawyer, I want to tell you something." Like, and then uh, we find out that she said it worked. Yeah, and even and then right when she woke up, she said it didn't work, did it? And then all of a sudden she dies, and she's saying it worked apparently. Right. Well, we find that afterwards. Yeah, when uh because uh what's the what's the Asian guy's name who talks to to talk to people when he, when they die? Miles. Yeah, because Miles because Miles, Miles yeah Miles Austin because Miles talks to her <laughs> after she's you know dead yeah. so. Yeah no but she because it's interesting because then I don't know if that's what she was gonna say apparently the story before she died she was starting to say weird stuff to him because like I said when when she when they started down there first the first thing she said was it didn't work and she was all upset. And then all of a sudden, apparently, right before she dies, she wants to tell him it worked. Right. Well, I, like think, she, I, think, I think she didn't find out until she was just dying, probably. Yeah, which is which is interesting. But the other thing about Miles, he's like dead people. Um, well, let's talk about Saeed. When he put him in the pool, like he was getting baptized or something, and then they let him drown, apparently. And then when they pulled him out, he's got his arms to off to his sides, like he like he looks like he's like they're carrying like Jesus or something. Yeah. And then, so they pull, and then he dies, and apparently, and then he wakes back up, apparently, like, hopefully three, three hours later, like said three days, which would be kind of funny. Yeah. But they might say four hours, because they, like, use the numbers 4, 8, 15, 16, 23, 42, and they're little numbers they use. Right, but, right. But, um, because when the, one of the scenes, when 
when so he was still dead apparently like Hurley was saying how Hurley said something like whenever you want to talk to me like I'll be around and then it'd be, they showed Miles and he's looking at Saeed and he's like confused and I think that was meant to that Miles couldn't he Miles couldn't hear Saeed like Saeed wasn't saying anything because Miles can hear dead people oh so you're saying because he wasn't dead yet yeah well I mean well yeah well he was but he was dead like they he wasn't breathing and he Jed tried to see him and he so he was like if you don't look for watch the fly on three minutes, but he's dead. And Miles looks at him and he looks confused. Like he can't hear Saeed saying anything because he can hear dead people. So that was another hint that maybe Saeed was going to live. I just really come back, back to life. I just really hope they don't make this last season just full of like religious overtones, like the entire time. Well, it's going to be, it's already. I mean, I, I, know, it's, I know it's already really important. I know it's already really spiritual, but I just hope they don't make it just super religious. Well, I don't think they will. It's gonna be, it's gonna be, I think, buried beneath the storyline, but it's still gonna be there. So, right, you might as well be used to it because what? I think part of the, part of them resolving this, all these questions is gonna probably come to that pretty often. And so, uh, what, uh, one other thing I noticed was uh, I, I was reading this article about the one I sent you, and uh, it shows that the, you know how the title of the of the episode was LAX. Yeah. Yeah. Did so, you, do you, do you, do you want to get into that? I mean, I, I don't know if I want to get into it, but I just want to mention it in case people haven't haven't read this about it. But well, tell them what are there, what article are you talking about? Tell people. Oh, it's it's on entertainmentweekly.com, and if you just search uh, "lost recap," it'll it'll give you like yeah. a, a good seven page recap about this about this episode, including some stuff that we didn't think of. But uh, yeah. one of the things it mentions is the first episode. This last one was it's titled "LAX." Which which makes you think obviously it's a reference to the L.A. airport where they're you know landing or they're supposed to land, and uh, but there's a space in between L.A. and X, whereas you know like yeah. with, the, with the name of the actual airport is just L.A.X. There's no spaces, so I, I think they're supposed to sh- they're they're implying that there's some difference with this flight. I think that it's it's it, yeah. it's different in maybe not a huge way, but just a small enough way that it's significant. Yeah. So I just want to point that out to people because they're probably not going to read this this uh, this article like we did. But in case they do, just in case you want to, just look it up on uh, entertainmentweekly.com. Uh, is there is there anything else we want to we want to touch on for loss? Well, I just want to when just the very end, real fast. When when Richard sees sees that uh, John Locke's dead. No, when he when he sees that um, firework go off, he's. He looks like he see he see he's like a deer in headlights when Richard sees that firework go off. Yeah. Didn't he? Yeah, and yeah. Then, so he, like, he, he knew what that meant though. What? Yeah, I know he knew what that meant, but he probably he probably never imagined that he would see that. I would assume because he still didn't know Jacob was dead, and he still didn't know who that guy in there was. I don't think. Do you think? I think he just knew something wrong was going on. Probably. I agree. Um, do you think he didn't think it could happen because he didn't know Jacob could die, or just because he didn't know about this? He, I mean, he had to know about the smoke monster. You, you, I mean, you'd have to think, right? Well, yeah, I mean, because then when Locke comes out, the fake Locke comes out and talks to him, he says something. The fake Locke says to Richard, it's good to see you out of, out of those chains. And Richard says, I think, I don't even know Richard still knew who he, who he was. He might, that, that firework might just been Jacob's dead or something. And then, because all of a sudden, he's like, you. Right. Because he realizes he, he knows who he is. And then all of a sudden, fake Locke, like, puts the smackdown on him and knocks him out. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I think he had to, maybe he just didn't see it happening, but he, I mean, they, they had that, that precaution there for a reason. So I think he had to, 
I mean, it's Albert, so he he had to know that it might have happened some at some point. Yeah, but then and uh and then after Fake Walk knocks Richard out, he 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 uh his last line he says to all the people there was uh I'm very disappointed in all of you. Yeah, yeah. Which is another very interesting quote. Very interesting. Do you have any uh do you have any thoughts about it? I don't know. It's more. There's some proof that maybe this man in black isn't necessarily the bad guy, but I think he obviously is. But that's a line that basically maybe, or unless he's just selling his agenda, that they're doing they're doing stuff that he doesn't want to do, obviously. But maybe he's actually the good guy. But I don't think that's true, obviously. And I also think that I mean, there's a lot of people claiming to be, you know, like the good guys. So I think I think it's another theme of the show that you just never know who's who's good and who's bad, who has these, you know, internal motivations, you know. Yep. So, you know, then, I mean, Jacob, I Jacob, still... Jacob seems like the good guy, and then, you know, like the smoke monster guy, the man in black seems like he, you know, can be a good guy. And then, uh, what's the other group's name with the, uh, with the woman? They bring the, they bring John Locke's coffin to, to the, to the statue. We, we don't know, they're, we don't know who those, those people are. Well, yeah, and then they, cl- I mean, they claim to be the good guys, too. Huh? And then they claim to be the good guys, too. Yeah, and then, but half of, half of them, if not, most of them died, except Alana from the smoke monster in the last episode. Yeah, yeah. But, um, another thing, because from the finale that I don't think I mentioned, but I still don't know, because we, obviously we, we knew from the last episode, the finale that Jacob does live under the statue. Maybe he was never in the, the cabin that supposedly he might have been in. Maybe he, like, never lived in that cabin. I still feel like, because then the ass was always around that cabin. Maybe the ass was there to keep the smoke monster, the man in black, in the cabin, and not to keep something out of there. You know what I mean? Oh, so when we saw that, because there's that little disturbance too, in the when they went up to the cabin, yeah. there's like that little, that little like one foot part that was that was gone of the of the of the ash. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, no, no, that's a good thought. I didn't, I didn't think about that. Yeah, there's a there's a nickname that that apparently they're using online that we should probably call Fake Lock. They just call him Flock. Yeah. So if if we want to use that, we can. Well, I'll keep going on fake walk until he changes into something else, maybe. Right. But, yeah, it'll be in- interesting to see what happens next episode. Because then the next episode is called What Kate Does. And there was a season two or season one episode called What Kate Did. Really? Okay. And I think the what, when what Kate did was when they were showing when she killed her dad. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what this What Kate Does is going to be about. So, what's I think, happen. so it's I mean, interesting. They're, they're clearly probably going to change it up. A little bit. I mean, she can't. She. I mean, so, she's already. But she's already arrested for yeah, killing her dad. Yeah. So. So I mean, it's just gonna be something. It's just gonna be something different. It might. They were just much. Might be screwing with us with the titles a little bit. Yeah. But we'll have to see. Okay. So yeah, I guess we'll just wait and see, and then uh, we'll get a do a little loss recap uh, next week. Maybe on. Uh, yeah, well, maybe I, on Monday. I think Monday. Yeah. Or when? Maybe on Monday? No, we can't do a loss recap on Monday. Well, that's Tuesday, yeah. Yeah, but, we'll just we'll just have a yeah. loss recap a, a week from now. Yeah, well, okay. I give I give those two episodes probably because I was pretty pretty uh, happy about what was going on. So I'd give it a seven or an eight out of ten. Okay. I, I mean, I I probably I probably give it about the same. I, I I'm just glad. I think I think it beats the one from last last year. The the season premiere from last year kind of just let me down a little bit. So <clears throat> just on the strength of that, I'd probably give it around a seven or an eight too. Yeah. Um, all right, so we gotta do a little little uh, Super Bowl preview, huh? Yeah. 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 Yeah.
Yeah, let's do a quick little one here. Okay. Put some games in a couple days here. Okay, so we guessed the lines a little while ago. So, all right, pick your. All right, we'll do this. We'll uh, pick your Super Bowl champion and give me give me five reasons why they're gonna win. Well, I'll give you however many reasons I feel like it. All right. But um, this I think as much as the last two Super Bowls have been close, going in people didn't think they were gonna be close. You would. You would agree with that, correct? Yes, I agree. And going into this one, I'm just, I'm just wavering so hard on who to pick in this game. All right, well, my grow, gut. Well, grow, grow up here and tell me what you're gonna pick. I know. Well, my gut tells me a Colts, but there's some stuff. I mean, this. You're taking the Saints, aren't you? Yeah, we can, we can, uh, we can, we can relate to the Super Bowl brave the loss and say that maybe it's the Saints' destiny to win. But um, you're an idiot. I wanna. <laughs> I'm picking the I'm picking the Saints. Okay, well you're even more of an idiot now too. What? All right, that's dumb. But okay, go ahead. But um, tell me why. Well, first of all, I know it's been hammered harder than she's thinking during this week. But the Doyle injury is going to be harder than lead, big deal. It's okay. going to be because it's his right ankle and he sees the right end and he comes up through. So he's got to use his right foot to push off a little more than his left. Yeah. Well, side. So if he wants to play and he's not 100%, he's gonna, he might hinder the team more than he hurts because they're, because they can get their, they get to the quarterback with four guys. And if they don't have to double team him or Raheem Brock plays as his backup and he wants to double team him and they can watch Mathis as much as they can watch anybody else, then they might not be able to get to the quarterback at four. And then I know they blitz, they blitz more this year than they have with Dungey, but still, like, they still only, only rush four like a lot of time. And, they might not get any pressure at all on Drew Brees if they do that. And that might, if the play they rush forward, Drew Brees might have as much time as he wants to do whatever the heck he wants with the secondary, which, in my opinion, the Colts secondary is very suspect. And we have an easy what you want about these first two playoff games, but look at the play. He played Baltimore and the Jets, who no, are. Who have two very. the very, definition of run first teams. Right, I agree. And they have two very mundane quarterbacks, I would say. Yeah, so this is the Colts D hasn't seen. Quarterback like this in a while because they, their number one beat didn't even play like really the last two weeks of the season, so they haven't seen a quarterback like this in at least a month, probably in two months because right. I don't know who else they played towards the end of the year. I, I know. But I think a, the Colts secondary is a big is a big part. So I don't think they're that good. I mean, I know it's a, I know it's That's a valid it. point, but I mean ESPN like they always do. Like they've hammered that point more than Tommy Lee like hammered Pamela Anderson on their sex tape like. And I've like I've heard about ten times a day every day for the past two weeks, and like I'm I'm just sick of it. Like I just feel like I feel like the Colts like I, we know like I understand that like their best defensive player is going to be out, but I think the Colts understand this too. But I've also heard that he's probably going to play. I know it's probably I know it's going to be at fifty yeah. percent, but I'll take fifty percent of Dwight Freeney over a hundred percent of like half the defensive ends in, in the NFL, the National Football League. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that's the only storyline they had this whole week, basically. So they had the hammer. They had nothing else to talk about. Hey, can I – These two teams. By the way, for the rest of this show, can I can I pull Ron Jaworski and call the NFL the National Football League and just say it really emphatically? Whatever. Okay. Oh, yeah, he might have that copyright. This might be illegal. Yeah, that's true. But, uh, yeah, okay. I'll just I'll, – I'll risk, I'll, I'll risk some, pat, or some copyright infringement. Yeah. Um, so – other than that, my other big reason is when the Saints and Sean Payton in particular have had two weeks to prepare for an opponent 
they've, they've had it twice this year, obviously. They had a bye in the regular season, then they had a bye in the playoffs. And when they've had two weeks to prepare for a team, they played the Giants in the regular season and beat the crap out of them. I mean, Eli Manning looked like a like a rookie. Yeah, but he, I mean, he, he is. He always completes he's terrible. I know. Well, he still had Super Rain. He played, well, he's played well in years, but they, they destroyed the Giants on the road. And then in the first round of the playoffs, they beat the crap out of Toronto and the Cardinals. 45-14. They scored over 45 points in both games. They've, they've had two weeks to prepare, and they've also played pretty well defensively in the two weeks they've, when they've had two weeks to prepare. So I think, given Sean Payton and his, and his staff, including Greg Williams, he's talking, been talking trash apparently all week. I think when you give them two weeks to prepare, it's going to be it's going to be a, a big deal, and I think it's going to help them more than it's going to help the Colts. That sounds a lot like my uh, my favorite staff from college football for this year when <clears throat> when teams had more than two weeks to prepare for Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech just got dominated every single time. So that was my that was my yeah. that was my big moneymaker for the bowl game when they played Iowa. Because okay. Iowa was like four point dogs in that game and I put I put like a decent amount of money on that game and obviously they, they won, so um Yep. Alright, that's fine. I mean I I don't know. Alright, keep give, give me another one. I'm not, I'm not I'm not sold yet. Um well I I we talked about the Colts haven't seen an offense like this in the playoffs yet. The Saints it... defense have seen very similar offenses both weeks in the playoffs. They play Arizona, who's obviously pass first big time and can't doesn't really run the ball. They're almost uh, like we talked about when you may find me, they're I think they're obviously not player wise, but they're mirror images of their offense, their styles. And then uh the the Vikings who I know they have a much better running back, but they still especially in that game they still pass a lot more than they did and so they've seen these same two type of offenses. So I think their defense is going to be obviously it's different with Peyton Manning, but their defense is gonna it's gonna be prepared in the, from the previous weeks to play a team of similar style. Right. That the Colts will not have the, that that same advantage because, like we said, they played two run first teams in the playoffs so far. But I mean, you got you got to throw the Peyton Manning factor in there too. It's like it's like saying. Like, you know, Phil Jackson's bowls from when Jordan was there, you know, is the same offense as, you know, Phil Jackson's now offense with the triangle with Kobe. I mean, they're the same offense, but you have that X factor of MJ, like you have the X factor with Peyton Manning, where it's, they may run similar type offense as the, as the Cardinals, but you, you, you can't really game plan for Peyton Manning, you know what I mean? Well, you can, because they've, it's been proven past that, He's, he's worse in the playoffs than he is in the regular season. Yeah, that's just, I mean, historically, that was his first, like, half of his career. I mean, lately he's been great in the playoffs, ever since he won his first, well, first ring. He's st- I mean, they, he's, well, what, I don't even know who they play. Well, they got the only team he on the first game of the, in the playoffs last year. Yeah, I mean, San Diego had their, has had their number ever since Peyton's been there. All right, well, then you can't say, I mean, since, I, I got some right here. Since 2003... His, his regular season pass rating is 103. His playoffs is 93, which is still good. But his completion percentage is down like two percent. His his his, his touchdown interception ratio is down 1.5 in the playoffs than it is the regular season. Oh my he's, god! He's, in the regular season, yeah, that's big. In the play in the regular season, he throws 2.8 touchdowns for every pick, and then playoffs he throws 1.5 touchdowns for every pick. Okay, but I mean, I, includes, I know, I know, that I know. includes these last two games he played. Okay, he's playing know, very well. And I know great players and play better. Run. I know great players play better in the playoffs, but you're also playing way better teams too. Like you're not playing the you know the crummy Lions or something like that anymore. You're playing the, the best teams in the league, so that's naturally going to going to go get a little bit worse in the playoffs. I agree, but I'm just saying he's he's shown in the past that he 
can have duds in the playoffs. I and agree. He hasn't had one yet in these playoffs. But most of those stats are from his, the first part of his career, the first couple of years where he really did struggle in the no, playoffs a lot. No, I said 2003. I said 2003. Oh, okay. I don't okay. think you heard. Okay. No, I didn't hear that. Sorry. But, so I think if the Saints come with the right game plan, like I said, they have two weeks to prepare, which is, has been big for them. You can say it's big for Pace, too, but it doesn't. I mean, I think the defense gets an advantage here a little more because they also they also saw because I think the Jets did something differently than the Ravens did to try to stop paying anyone either. So I think they have video proof of what is not going to work, and that's going to help because they so, have a very similar style of defense of the Jets because they were the Jets and the Saints were one two and teams that blitzed the most in, during the regular season they were one and two, and so I think the Saints know if they blitz really aren't it works then they need to probably mix it up a little bit. Some, at some point in the game because it's not going to work the whole game. So you think, I think that they know that they're going to have to mix up their styles at some point defensively. So you think that even though Peyton Manning pretty much torched the best best defense in the league, they're going to they're going to he's going to struggle against the second best. No, I, I didn't say first second best. I said blitz wise. They blitz. The no, I, I know. Blitz but we can also we can also the most in the regular season. Right, but I mean the same style. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm not. I didn't. I said they know what to do and what not to do. I think from these two previous games, because the Jets had a pretty good game plan the whole first half. But Peyton had, the last drive. Peyton also and hasn't played the same stuff. But Peyton also hasn't played a drastically different way than he has the whole regular season. It's not like they're like lacking game tape and they just have been studying these last two playoff games. So what? it's not like this. Think? I'm just saying it's not like this extra time, like this extra one week. And getting to see how he played against the Jets is going to help him all that much. I mean, he's, they've had... You don't you know, think an extra week's going to help, help head, head coaches and the coach in the National Football League? No. You don't think an extra at, seven days at is this, going to help? At this point in the season, no. I mean, it will for health reasons. Then you're an idiot. Take, you're a moron. Okay, no, you're, you're retarded. No, you're an idiot. How much closer? There's, I'm, I don't know when they started these two, week, these two weeks in between playoffs, but the last five or six Super Bowls have been all been close. All of them. And I think that's when the two weeks in between started. And there's a reason for that because teams have been able to, to, to scout the other team longer and then know what the tendencies are better because of the two weeks now in between. I think that there's I mean, a reason. I, all the, there's a reason there's been a, 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 a streak of close Super Bowls, and that's why because there's two weeks to prepare. I think it's also because the leagues have have evened out a little bit more too. What does that have to do with anything? There's there's the, the, when Pittsburgh won the four years ago, there was a six seed playing against. The one seed in the West, so you could say, "Oh, it's about last year." The Colts, the Colts in the playoffs because they caught fire towards the end of the season. They're the best team in the NFC by far. So what? No, I mean the the uh, the, the Cardinals caught fire the last like in the later part of the season last year and in the playoffs, and they, I mean, they're clearly the best team in the NFC. So you got the best team out of the NFC last year. Okay, but the people that, yeah, at the time, but the people that are going to argue they didn't have the best team whole season because the number one seed didn't make it. But we both know that's not what mat- that's not what matters in the NFL. It matters, like, when you catch fire late in the season. I know. Well, that's, you can see the scene, that's the scene about every sport. When you ever catch fire, you're going you're gonna to beat somebody. No, but it's, it's more unique for, for the one, one, the one single-game elimination in the NFL. Like, in baseball, you can't really do that because, I mean, you got to beat a team four times out of seven to move on. So you can't necessarily just just catch fire late because you can't just run the string of, oh, I beat, we beat this one team once, good, move on. Beat this one team once, move on. Beat this one team once, and then all of a sudden we're in the Super Bowl. You have to win 21 games before you can get to the World Series. You know what I mean? Not 21. I, that was dumb. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah, 16, agree, 16 games. I agree. I agree. It's harder, it's harder for upsets to happen, but, they, I mean, they still happen. There's, it's a, there's an eight seed in the NHL Stanley Cup Finals four years ago, and the, the Penguins won last year as a fourth seed. So I mean, they there's they if teams will teams get fired the right time. They can still upset people and beat them, even if it's a seven game series. They can still do that if they're on fire at the right time. Yeah. 
Okay. What what else you got for me? Um. Well, this is obviously the biggest the biggest one of the whole Super Bowl. Drew Brees. The fact that the Colts, the fact that the Colts are wearing blue jerseys, they're not going to win the Super Bowl. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I mean, are we talking about the? Uh, wait, who's the other team that's uh, that's undefeated? Is it the Chargers with the the powder blues? Well, the Colts are in the minutes. This is the fourth Super Bowl, and the other three wore white twice or two. No, they wore the blue once they're on one, so they're not going to win. Okay, is this is this Notre Dame or something now? Like, what, what are we talking about? <laughs> I just I just say it. it's kind of it's partially a joke, but I can't, they had a choice to pick, and they picked the blue when they're two and zero in Super Bowl wearing their whites. Okay, I mean, do you think they have? Do you think they have some guy who like who like researches this and picks this? You should you should call, call Jim Caldwell and be like, dude, you're an idiot. You should be wearing white. Their GM, their GM is known to be one very superstitious. Colin is known to be very superstitious. So I'm shocked he let him do this. I'm shocked. Do, do you think he even knows about it? Huh? Do you think he even knows about this? Yeah, don't you? Are you serious? Then why they pick blue? I, because I don't know. Because he's the one calling the because shots. They're gonna lose. It's either it's, it's either because they're gonna lose. No, that's so dumb. This is not. You're, okay, is Jimmy Clausen a quarterback? This is not. This is no. It's dumb. That's dumb. That's a dumb argument. I know you got to make it, but it's dumb. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, the other thing. Well, I think I think running as much as people are probably going to disagree and they're saying it's going to be a high scoring game. It's going to be pass, 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 and up and down the field. Um, the fact that the Saints have a better running game, I think, is going to come into play, and it's it's going to it's going to possibly. I don't know exactly how to say it, but it's gonna it's gonna help enough to where the running is gonna be better enough than the Colts that it's gonna push them over the top and beat beat the Colts. Yeah, because it's uh it's really hurt the Colts this year, right? What having a bad run game has really hurt them this year. I mean, it's not like they're in the yeah, Super Bowl no, or anything. Yeah, but I'm just I'm just saying. I mean, they still the Colts still ran the ball well against the Jets and they beat them, and then. You could, so I think if they if they can't run at all, and then they're just gonna they're just, the Saints are just gonna just play for the pass the whole game, and it's not gonna you still have to be able to run at some. I mean, if you look, I feel feel like they only um, they had so little running yards. They still, I mean, they only had like eighty five. They didn't have a lot against the Jets, but they had enough to, to prove a point. And so it's not like they have to for the Colts. If you if the Colts run for ninety yards, you probably like you probably thought. After the game, you probably thought they really ran for like 150, just because they never run. So well, yeah. I feel like when the Colts run well, it's it's a lot, it's a much bigger factor than when another team runs well. But 90 is also a lot of yards. I mean, they averaged 80 a game this season, which is uh, dead last. So I yeah, mean, 90s, they also they, had, they also had the, the least amount of attempts. I know. So I mean, but, <clears throat> yeah. So is that is that is that is that all you got? The other my other. Somewhat of a joke. On the same time, Saints have uh, six members of the coaching staff have ties to Miami Ohio University. Wait, who's who's this? Huh? Who's that? Who are the ties? They have Sean Payton. He was a uh, assistant in 94-95. They have Aaron Cromer, their offensive line coach, is played and coached the Rayhawks. So did their conditioning coach Dan DeLarimple. Um their strength assistant, Charles Bird, was a graduate assistant in 2007. And their assistant social teams coach, Mike Mallory, is the son of former Red Ox coach, Bill Mallory. Really? Yeah, so that's, that's why, dude. Miami, Ohio influence is going to push him over. <laughs> there you go. The Miami, Ohio factor is going to win a Super Bowl. Who would have guessed? <laughs> that's awesome, though. Did you, uh, they actually, I, wa- I watched this the other day in class. Miami, Ohio had a uh, six-hour live webcast 
of uh, when they when they got facts and letters of uh, like commitment letters, they announced who they got. Oh yeah. Yeah. So we, we actually we, we stocked up on our O line. We got some uh, we got some good players that we stole from some uh, some some good Big Ten teams too. Well, I mean, we'll see. Good. I mean, they they still stink tremendously bad. So we'll see what happens next year. Hopefully, they can win five games. Yeah. I mean, we'll we'll see. I mean, I'll take I'll take anything over three or four wins. So. I mean, I'll be. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll be both going to that uh, when they play Florida next year. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. All right, uh, I'm, I'm gonna make my one pretty... more quick, one quick, one more quick, real fast. Yeah. We heard Greg Williams talk about how they're gonna they're gonna pound Peyton in this in this game. They're gonna hit him. They're gonna hit him late if they have to. Um, just to prove a point that they can get to him and they can hit Peyton Manning. You know. Yeah. So they're the referee in this game, Scott Green. He has the least amount of roughing passer calls in the NFL and Raiders season. <laughs> he was also. He was also ref in the Packers Cardinals game in the wild card, where they did not call anything on that Rogers playing overtime when he got face masked. Yeah, you're not, you, you can't call that though, anyway. Well, I'm just saying though. No, yeah, I agree. No, no, it's, it's a really, it's a really, good, it's a really good and valid point. Yeah. So. Um, okay. I've just been waiting for something that don't get called, but go ahead. Go okay. Ahead I got, I got a couple. I'll make it fast because we don't, we want to try to cut down the time for this, uh, this podcast. So people actually listen to the end. Um, all right, my first one is just kind of like is the uh, I mean the Colts have won with this core before they they've been to the Super Bowl and they've won it with the same core with Peyton Manning with you know Reggie Wayne Dwight Freeney Saturday Dallas Clark Gary Brackett you know the whole core so I mean and they have roughly the same coaches absent Tony Dungy which we'll talk about after the Super Bowl possibly but I mean the rest of those coaches have been there with the same team so this is the same team that that won the Super Bowl before so I think that as much as it, it sounds kind of cheesy that i mean being being in the super bowl four and winning a super bowl previously i mean ask the patriots like it helps you like in terms of your confidence in terms of your being cool and collected in the in you know future super bowl so i think that's going to play a factor i don't know i mean i could i get i get that big step but the giants just beat the patriots two years ago in the super bowl and they yeah. didn't have any experience okay ask ask david tyree okay they won because of david tyree what is david tyree doing right now what what is david tyree doing right now that's the Giants won because of David Tyree. What, what is he doing right now? So they didn't. They won because of him alone. Yeah. Okay. You're right. Okay. Okay. No. The Patriots scored a lot of points in that game. The Giants D didn't play well. Well, they won. The Giants D lined and have a good game. Okay. They won. The Giants D lined and have a good game okay. in that game. Okay. But, they won because of three reasons. They won because of the Giants' pass rush. They won because of David Tyree, and they won because um, Asante Samuel has worse hands than me and could have ended the Super Bowl on that pick if he had caught it. So that's the three reasons they won. But anyway, what is David Tyree doing right now? He just bagged your groceries probably when you went to the grocery store. That's what he's doing right now. He's not in the NFL. So that was a fluke. Fluke. So anyway. Uh, Whatever, dude. Go on. Okay. (laughs) I'm just going to blind you with my stupidness so you can't even even respond. Two is Peyton Manning because – all right, let me ask you a question. Would you have ever in the in the super in all the all the NBA finals that Jordan won? Would you have ever bet against his team ever? Would I have ever bet? So you're comparing? Yes, comparing I am. Peyton Manning to Michael Jordan. Yes, I am. Would you have ever bet against what? Michael Jordan? Would you? I would never bet against Michael Jordan. Okay, there you go. That's your answer. Okay, Peyton Manning, done. But at the same time, I feel like like Peyton's. Playoff record is. But can you can I, can I say something real fast? Uh, he's had he's had good receivers. His playoff record is nine and nine. Peyton Manning's playoff record is nine and nine. That's fine, but he's had throughout his career he has had two great receivers and in, in mostly Marvin Harrison and Reggie Wayne and Dallas Clark. 
but he, he really has. What? what did you say? Say one more time. I, I said throughout his career, he's he's had good receivers in Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne, and, and Dallas Clark for the most for the better part of his career. But like, do you forget how bad his defenses were for the most of his career? Okay, but it's so, same, like I said, with his playoffs, dude, I told Ren you how he his 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 own performance declines in the playoffs too. Okay, no, I know he just blame everything on his defense. Yeah, I know, I agree, but I'm just saying that. I mean, he's on, he's, he's, he's on the field more because his defense is so bad. He has no run game. He never really has. Okay, but it's a state, but okay, I, I understand, but uh, the fact that you partially compared Michael Jordan is disgusting. So we're talking about arguably the best basketball player of all time versus arguably, arguably the best quarterback of all time? Ortega, but are we talking about how clutch they were? Jordan won six championships eight years. Peyton has won it, and he's, he's a 500 playoff record. They're not comparable. But do you think I, I think it's I think it was easier to win win in the NBA, win in NBA finals when Jordan was playing versus how hard it is to win the NFL now? Because the better team, especially in the NBA, like the better teams, the better teams go to the finals because they have seven games to prove that they're the better team, and the better teams normally do do emerge from that. And if you have one fluke game in the NFL in the playoffs, like just one fluke game, like i.e. the Giants and Mr. David Tyree, who is probably working at Kroger right now, like. You can get you can get knocked out of the playoffs in one game, one fluke game. He's nine. He has one Super Bowl and he has nine losses in the playoffs. That's he's fine. Nine I'm, and nine. I'm still saying there's not there's not, there's not a one fluke game. You can say oh it's one fluke game every year. Every year's fluke game he loses in the playoffs is a fluke apparently. No, no. How many all right? How many Super Bowls has he played in? He's played one. And how many has he won? How many playoffs has he been in? No. Ten. Answer my how question. Many times has he Answer my question. One. Answer my question. Huh? Answer my question. So he's gotten the one he won. Thank you. That's all you need to know. Next. All right. My, my next point is... Okay, you're still dumb. <laughs> all right. Here, here's a Mike Jet stat. Here's a, here's a stat geek stat. Manning is 5-2 and two against Williams' coach defenses. He's thrown 13 touchdowns versus four picks against Greg Williams' defenses. All right. So you're telling me when he's on the Redskins and the, who else he coached the Bills? Jags. Like, those are good. Those are smart comparisons. Jags' defense. Jags, yeah, that's even better, actually. Jags are even, Jags are even better defense than Bills. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm saying that. I mean, he, Greg Williams does, you know, he plays the blitz-style defense, so, I, I mean, it shows that Manning has had some success against it, for the most part. Yep, but I mean, are, I you know, uh, this, are you telling me this, this, this Saints defense is, is really that good? I, I want to look at their overall stats on the season, because I, I think they're in the team. Defense? The Saints. No, I know their defense isn't that good, but neither is the Colts. Okay, but all right. Here's here's my, here's another thing. Like, everyone makes a big deal about how he, how they're gonna hit Peyton Manning, how they're gonna knock him down. Yeah, they knocked down Brett Favre a lot in the NFC Championship game, but how many sacks do they have? Zero. Okay, but if they get the fact that how many how many times you see Manning get hit in the in the in the in play game? Never. Does Manning get hit? Never. Okay, so if they hit him, if they hit Manning, they don't sack me. The only thing that's gonna affect him. Do you think Peyton's gonna let that happen? He's gonna, he gets it's because he gets rid of the ball so early that he doesn't get hit because he's smart. Okay, but I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If they, if they, you just said something about how they, they were hitting far more second, but if they do the same thing to me, he's, he's going to get flustered and have the issues. Okay, well, I mean, I, I, I put Peyton on a different on a different stratosphere than Brett Favre, personally. So I don't think he's... I don't think, a whole I don't different think, stratosphere? Yes, stratosphere. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far, my friend. I mean, if you're talking about career stats, not a different stratosphere. I'm talking about... I'm just talking about playing. I mean, we you Favre than Super Bowl, so Manning... I mean, I could argue whatever you want, whatever side you want about why they're not as far apart as you think they are. 
Okay, well, I mean, I, I mean, I, I think they're far apart, but... The main difference, in my opinion, between the Saints and the Colts defense is the Saints defense forces a lot more turnovers. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Which Greg Williams was instilled in his defensive players. So we'll, we'll see how often their players are, are pounding at the ball when a dive running or after Garcon and we're doing catch a ball. We'll see. It's going to be interesting to see if they force any fumbles and what happens. Yeah. I mean, you could also... But, Brett Favre should also just be, like, kissing Desmond Howard's feet for, for the Super Bowl, too. Is what? He should, Brett Favre should also be kissing Desmond Howard's feet. <laughs> so, I mean, it wasn't, all, it wasn't all Brett Favre and his freaking gunslinging mentality. But anyway, we'll, we'll get past that. Uh, all right, move on. Let's see. I'll, I'll, give, I'll give you one more. Um, I wrote a couple down. Uh... I think I, I mean I'm just gonna go, just go with obviously like the the Colts have had more quality wins and better better wins in the playoffs so far. They've had they've had two easy wins where they just pretty much coasted. It was I mean it was a little rough against the the Jets in the first half, but they ended up coasting. Whereas the Saints have struggled a bit. I mean the Vikings were were a great team. I think they might even be a better team than the Saints. So understandably they struggled. But I, if you just look at how they're playing so far in the playoffs, if that counts for anything, which I think it does, the Colts have played. A lot better and more consistently in the playoffs. A lot and better. And they've and they've they played a lot better. No, no okay, not a lot better in the playoffs. Okay, no, not a lot better, but they've had better better wins. Like they've they've won more easily. Well, yeah, in, in the Colts, I mean, in, in both games because the the Saints destroyed their first playoff opponent, in the Cardinals. But at the same time, you could you could argue that who the Saints beat, the Saints have faced tougher competition because they beat the Vikings, who arguably were better than them, and they beat them. Right. No, I agree with that. But I mean, the Cardinals. I mean, nobody nobody thought the Cardinals were going anywhere this year. Well, this year, but I mean, they, they, they were still at ten wins, and were tough. I mean, they had as many uh, as many wins as either of the teams. I mean, the Colts played the five seed and the six seed, and they both had nine wins. That's who the Colts played in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, but the Jets. I mean, we both we both agree that the Jets overachieved, but they were playing really good defense, which which is is worth something in the in the playoffs. I agree. I agree. But at the same time, if you just look, you just look at the records and the quality of the teams they played. If you just look at the records, okay, the Saints I, played better teams. I agree with the Vikings, but I mean the Cardinals were like well, even the Cardinals. The Cardinals had a better regular season than the Jets and the Ravens. In fact, yeah, but the Cardinals' defense was about as effective as me at a bar hitting on a hot girl. Like it's no chance. Okay, okay but at the same time, the Ravens and the Jets' offense was the same thing compared to the Cardinals' offense. The Cardinals' offense was twenty times better than the Jets or the Ravens. Yeah, no, I agree with that. But I mean, does are, are we going to stick with the traditional notion that that running the ball and playing good defense, like Rick Stride says, is what wins in the playoffs? I mean, obviously not because we well, have two pass happy teams in the playoffs who both play average to above average defense. So yeah, I mean, you're right. You're right. I mean, the Jets they get the Jets further than they thought they would get. But yeah, that's, it's more proven. I'm telling you that the we talked about the first part in the first in our first podcast. The league's changing and it's becoming a pass first league, and that's why we're seeing more. Pass happy teams in the Super Bowl because it's easier to pass than it ever has been in in the history of the NFL. Right. Um, okay. So, Let's you want to uh, quickly predict. You want to just talk about quickly predict scores real fast. What do what do you think the score is going to be? Uh, I think it'll be. Uh, give me yours real fast while I th- while I think of one. All right. Well, I'll say it's in all seriousness. I think the main key there to be red zone defense and offense, and that the Saints have the best red zone defense in the National Football League. So. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Saints thirty five, Colts thirty because Colts have to kick two field goals. 
All right. Thanks, George, for taking my National Football League statement. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I, I don't know. This is just a stupid guess. I'm just gonna say thirty-eight to thirty-five. I don't know. I really don't care. I think it's yeah. a stupid. I think it's stupid to try to predict that. But um, okay, let's. Uh, before we go, let's. Uh, I'm gonna give you a couple prop bets, and I want you to give me your guess. All right, you ready? You ready? All right, here's the first one. Yeah, write these down. Can you write these down, too? Okay, I'll I'll write these down. Who will the Super Bowl MVP of the game thank first? God, family, teammates, coach, or not thank anybody? Wait, who who will the MVP thank first? Is that the question? Yes, God, family, teammates, coach, or nobody. Okay, well, I'm going to assume it's going to be Breeze or Manning, and they're not going to thank God first. So I'm going to say they thank the teammates first. Okay. That's uh that's my, that's actually the favorite to win. That's one to one right now. Okay. Um. Okay. Let's go with that one's too interesting. How many times will CBS show Kim Kardashian on TV during the game? The over under is two and a half. Are you taking the over or the under? Well, I think that's moved since because that's going to be over two and a half. Okay. It'll be over two and a half in the first half. This is right actually down in the first half. It will be over two and a half. This is for the full game, and this is actually current on Bodog. So if you want to take this right now, you can on Bodog. Well, I'm not, I'm not, if gambling were illegal, maybe I think about it. Yeah, that's good. I mean, obviously, we're, we're, this is all hypothetical. If gambling were illegal in the United States online, then this is all hypothetical. Um, how many, uh, let's see, Bourbon Street, no, that's not interesting. There was one that was really good. Uh, if this New Orleans Saints win, will Kim Kardashian and Reggie Bush be engaged on July 31st, 2010? Yes. Being July thirty first, two thousand ten. Yes is the. It's the underdog, but not as much as you would think. It's plus one thirty five, and no is minus one sixty five. I'm saying no. Yeah, I, I, I would. Agree. I, yeah, I'd agree with that. I think because Reggie Bush, I mean, he should lock that up pretty soon before. Actually, no, yeah. you know what? He shouldn't because her ass is gonna just explode pretty soon. So he better uh, get her. All right, give me two more quick ones. Okay. Um, if, this is the dumbest one. If any member of the Who smashes their guitar, what does the guitar hit first? The floor, a speaker, microphone, the drummer, or a fan? Okay, well, I obviously really the, the drummer, fan. the drummer, and a fan are two hundred to one. So <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm going. I, I would assume the floor is the favorite. Uh, yes. I'm gonna, so I'm gonna say the speaker. He's gonna hit the speaker first. Yeah. <laughs> the floor is one to six, so basically, like you're just losing money. So yeah, speaker's twenty-one to four. So you got speaker. Yep. That's. I mean, that's not a bad guess. I would. That's probably what I would go with if I was not interested in making money. There was one last one. It was. Let me see if I can find it. Here we go. This is my favorite one. And, people, and like we talked before, people are actually doing research on this. How long will it take yep. Carrie Underwood to sing the national anthem? The over-under is 1 minute and 42 seconds. See, I need to get studied on YouTube or something before I say something. No, no. I I'm going to say... Okay. I'm going to say... Just, uh, just so you know, under is the favorite. Under 1 uh, under one minute and 42 is the favorite. See, I mean, I'm not trying to be uh, racist or anything here, but if it was a black woman, I'd take the over immediately. But... <laughs> She, I'm, gonna, she, I'm gonna go. To, I'm gonna take another underdog and go over. Okay. I mean, she she's a country singer, so maybe she'll you know do some stupid America stuff. I don't know, just something. She'll she'll probably yeah, like, we'll it, get, she'll embellish it somehow. Maybe. So we'll see. But I haven't probably probably. Yeah. 
Uh, all right. Well, I think there's there's some other interesting ones, but not worth uh, taking up anybody's more time with. So you just want to cut off at that? Yeah, it sounds good. Um, well, when, when's are going to be our next one? Sunday or Monday? Yeah, the next one's going to be we'll do we'll do it on Monday. So on Monday we'll recap yeah. the Super Bowl and then do yeah. do maybe like a quick five recap. minute pre- yeah do like a five minute preview of Lost and just just make a couple quick predictions. But we'll since do, we we already yeah. recapped it, so we don't need to do much. But we'll just say like. Couple quick things, maybe, but mostly we'll recap the Super Bowl. Yeah, we'll do a quick recap. Maybe I don't think the recap will last how long, but if it's close, it might. And then, uh, like you said, lost, and maybe we'll touch on a couple quick things. And then next Thursday, when we do the lost recap, I think maybe we should do a little NBA. We'll mix with some NBA for the first time. Yeah, yeah, we'll uh, we'll have to do like a first first uh, first half awards, first half just overview of the NBA season so far. Yeah, and then the, the trade deadline's coming up soon, so we might have to, we might have to bring up some possible trades too. Yeah, that's so, fine. I've, I've been keeping but, pretty I've been keeping pretty uh, abreast of like what's going on, so we can talk about that. Yeah, I'm good. All right, dude. Well, I'll talk to you later. All right. All right. Peace.